0: I'm Anna Rappaport. Welcome to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. We're coming to you from the Ace Hotel in downtown Portland, where we are here for the Feast Portland Food Festival. And we are joined now by Bon Appetit Deputy Editor and our special guest, Vivian Howard from North Carolina, restaurant
1: chef and the farmer, and star of the PBS series A Chef's Life. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, probably the only chef that's won a Peabody Award and, and an Emmy. Right? Other
2: than Julia Child, yeah, that's that's good company. Wait, right what there. is a
1: Peabody Award again? I don't know.
2: Sounds important. I'll tell it? you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I had to look it up. Um, it's the equivalent of a Pulitzer Prize in uh, for that's broadcast. All. That's all it is. Adam. Wow. Who yeah. like, who
0: were you going up against and when you won this thing? Do you know?
2: Uh, well, you don't you don't go up against anyone. There's a committee that uh, determines um, television that matters, stories that uh, contribute to the human experience and they determined that we did for a number of reasons that I can outline for you if you'd like. <laughs> did you
0: even know that you were in the running or is it like one day they just tell you?
2: Oh, you you submit an application, but we did with the understanding that we didn't stand a chance. But um, PBS, you know, we, we, we believe that we did, but yeah. it was a long shot.
1: So, uh, you know, a lot of food television these days is um, not of the highest quality. Not Peabody. <laughs> uh, and and I think that one of the, the things that a chef's life, my, my whole family is fans and... Your whole family's from the South. They're from the South. But it is also, it, it talks about food and the stuff that we care about, but it doesn't do it in a hokey, you know, kind of sensational way. It's just, it's a chef's life. And for people who haven't seen it in the first season of the show... Was that three episodes in when you had the fire?
2: Um, it was actually at the end of the first episode, okay. but okay. it was uh, it it hooked people. I think right. Um,
0: so when they when PBS said, "All right, we need to have a fire at, at your restaurant," <laughs> how did you deal with that with the insurance company? Since so it's part, <laughs> part of part of a TV show and stuff.
2: <laughs> well, that um, you know, first of all, PBS. The good thing about them is that they don't participate in. You know, they don't say we need to see this, we need to see that. Um, they allow you to kind of make the show you want to make. And we had already made our first episode and then the fire happened. And I called Cynthia and I'm like, I just, we're not going to do this anymore. The restaurant just burned down. (laughs) And uh, she said, I'll be there in two hours. (laughs) The
1: the producer's (laughs) like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God. So is, is it one of those situations? I know it's, I mean, it's been a while, but is it, when you look back on it, was it a, Not a good thing, but it changed things for you in a lot of ways.
2: For sure. I mean, the fire uh, forced us to make some decisions about our business Uh and um, allowed us to make a few changes in the kitchen and let us regroup. Um, And I had two nine-month-olds at the time, and it allowed me to be at home with them for a few months, which was really nice. So no one got hurt in the fire, and we were able to pay our employees all the way through. So... As far as fires go, it was uh, not a terrible, terrible thing. At the time, it seemed like it was. What about –
0: you were talking about um, the notion of having a film crew and a TV show being filmed about you at at challenging moments in your life, Um, and just now we were about ready to start recording, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got my crew – I'm not going to try to do your accent. I'm just (laughs) going to stop.
2: Please do, please. In a way,
0: no. (laughs) And you said I got my crew downstairs. I just like – I needed a break. And I'm like, oh, can you bring them up? And next thing you know, we got – Two camera – what are the rigs called? Easy rig. Easy rig these sort of hanging, counterbalanced cameras that probably cost $60,000 and a woman with the boom mic right now. And like – are you just totally inured to that by now or is it always like, wow, I've got a whole crew of people following me around everywhere I go?
2: Um. Well, it – They're here so I can't really talk about them. (laughs) Um, But we're kind of like family and Cynthia and I grew up about uh, a few miles apart from one another. So from the very beginning, this has been um, a safe place, even though there's cameras around. Um, And... When it bothers me is like when I'm in situations like on the street or at events like this where I'm actually kind of a shy person and insecure. And to like walk in with my entourage and all my cameras is just like, oh God. Like we were prepping in the kitchen earlier and Gavin Kaysen walked in and I'm like, oh, I'm such a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <I've> got- <laughs> it's hard not to. You're
0: like,
1: yeah, I'm the person with the entourage. Yeah, yeah. I'm that
2: girl. Yeah. So. Well,
1: I have, um, you know, obviously Kinston, North Carolina is about an hour and a half drive from the triangle, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Explain and, the triangle. have a lot oh, of sorry, listeners. triangle being Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, Durham area. Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. Yes. Don't forget the heels. Sorry, don't forget the heels. Um and you know we we just had our hot 10 list and we had a restaurant in north carolina named to list called kindred
0: and those being these being our best new restaurants, best new restaurants, restaurants 2015 so,
1: 2015 um joe and katie kindred and they had you know he they had worked in san francisco and chicago and then they decided to return home um where joe's from and opened this restaurant and it's been a huge success uh the chef and the farmer is similar you you worked at WD-50 for a short time. In New York City. In New York City, and you worked?
2: At jean George Spice Market. I opened Spice Market, and um, yeah. And then I moved home very much under the radar. So so was that
1: like, I don't want this lifestyle anymore that you had in New York, and this running like a rat in a cage, and wanting to go home?
2: Um, Well, I wanted uh, opportunity. And I I saw myself uh, possibly being a line cook and then a sous chef and then a chef de cuisine and i you know and it could take years and years and years for me to ever have any ownership over anything um and new york is like a struggle you know particularly in the restaurant business you get paid like nothing, nothing yeah. and so i had this opportunity to do something somewhere else and i was not jazzed about the idea of it being in kinston because i was like dying to leave that place i left when i was 14 what is kinston like for those of us who have not visited um it is a rural agricultural community that was once rich from tobacco and now tobacco is gone and it's
1: is it kale now Are they
2: planting kale no, no. <laughs> we call it the k-hole <laughs> um <laughs> and and now it's a kind of a very poor economic region the third poorest congressional district in the country, wow. actually. So how do you
0: run a restaurant there?
2: You work really freaking hard. And what we didn't realize when we moved there was that we would be the only game in the whole region. Mm-hmm. So we've been open close to 10 years. And um, we became the special occasion destination for people all over eastern North Carolina. So if you had a birthday or an anniversary, you were coming to our place. And we were able to do it because we had low overhead, and because Ben, my husband, worked the front of the house, and I worked the kitchen, and we um, were a very strong team. And I think that's the same thing that the Kindred folks have going on. They work together, yep. And um, I think they would probably both say that they couldn't do it without the other one.
1: Right. And I, and I think one of the things that they've done for Davidson, North Carolina, where Kindred is, and then you know I've read that you've you've brought a lot of attention to the area. And it's helped financially kind of support a community, which restaurants have that power these days.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're an economic catalyst for our community. You know, restaurants have opened around us, a brewery opened two blocks from us, Mm -hmm. um, a boutique hotel has opened on our block. But let's be clear that Kinston is not Davidson. Right, right, right. Davidson is right outside of Charlotte and has basically the Harvard of the South. Kinston is can Yeah. <laughs> do you
1: have a do you have a Starbucks yet?
2: Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I, but so if if the Chef of the Farmer is a, a kind of a destination restaurant for the region and nationally and internationally, it was the boiler room your kind of more casual place that you opened a few years ago across the street? Was that more for the community?
2: Yeah, and more like Um, The place that we wanted, you know, I think when you open restaurants in small towns, you open places where you want to eat. Right. And when we moved there, we were, you know, straight out of the city and we wanted, you know, glitzy, nice bar, you know, cocktails, Fine dining, fancy, and you know, now we want somewhere we can take our kids and have you know very tasty burgers and fries and oysters. So we just opened a place where we wanted to eat, right? A family room. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about in terms of the, the the menu and the type of food you do at Chef and Farmer? How would you describe it? And has it how much has it evolved over the years?
2: Um, well, when we first opened, I had no idea what I was doing. Really, <laughs> um, I was making uh, bad versions of the food that I cooked at. Uh, Places in New York, probably.
1: You you were trying to do WD
2: fifty. I was. It was bad. I'm glad no one was watching. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but then over the years, we started just kind of doing our own take on the region's uh, classics. So we're known for barbecue, we're known for um, vegetable dishes, lots of corn meal preparation. So we put modern twist on those things. And we continue to do that, but we have more, um, I'd say, global influence. And my role when we develop new dishes now is that every plate just needs to have one or two things that are of this place. Mm-hmm.
1: So did you... Um I'm from Atlanta and I kind of escaped to the north to get away from where I grew up and then uh, eventually didn't return to the south, but I returned to the things I grew up with and probably more proud of where I come from now than in the past, right? Did did you run away from southern food and then kind of come back to it right when this kind of southern renaissance was happening for food?
2: Um, well, I didn't even know when I moved to New York that southern food was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I worked at this restaurant as a server called uh, Voyage, and the chef there, Scott Barton, um, was really ahead of his time, and it was way before Southern food was cool. And we had this class where we talked about um, the origins of, you know, shrimp and grits, and I'm like, shit, grits? (laughs) I thought this was like... I thought everybody ate grits. And so he kind of opened my eyes to the fact that it was a thing. And then when I moved home and started doing, you know, reinventing the region's food, I um, became incredibly excited about the food that I grew up eating and particularly the stories behind it, which is where the show came from. Right.
1: And now you can go to Portland, Oregon, get pimento cheese sandwiches. And 10 years ago, they didn't even know what pimento was. But
2: I'm not going to get that here. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, you, no, no.
1: You didn't fly seven hours across
0: the country. Yeah, you don't yeah. go to Italy to get Chinese food, do you? No, I'm yeah. going
2: to get a plaid shirt and a, a tattoo.
0: <laughs> that sounds good. Make sure you get it on camera. <laughs> um, well, Vivian, thank you so much for stopping by. You can check out season three of A Chef's Life on PBS, or if you're obviously in Kinston, North Carolina. Stop by the restaurant. Just strolling through. But, 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 yeah, but before we, before you go, before you get on with your film crew, we're gonna do our lightning round questions. Oh, God. Yeah. You have to answer the questions. They're either or. And hopefully they're pretty hard. So we're gonna get started, all right? Okay. You gotta pick one. Not easy grits or country ham?
2: Grits. Wow. Really? I'm a sausage girl.
0: Oh, interesting. All right. Good answer. Strawberries or peaches? Peaches. <laughs> See, all right. I was just having was this the dumbest question. Yeah, that, you that had was like, really? <laughs> no, no, because I was having this discussion with a couple other chefs just before. And the especially up north, peaches are amazing if you get good peaches. But it's 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 a challenge to get good peaches or really ripe in season ones. You know,
2: it is. But that's what makes them so special. I mean, when you bite into a peach and it's really good, you're like, best. oh, my, this is like going to drip all over my face. It's awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, collards or kale?
2: Collars. <laughs> she's she's just
0: mocking me. This, this is kind of an oddball one. Would you rather cook for Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake?
2: Justin Timberlake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's not having any problem with these. Uh, no. these They're are good. supposed to be hard. Uh, I, I'm, I reckon I know the answer to this one. Scotch bourbon. Bourbon. What's your favorite and how do you take it?
2: Um, you know, I'm not a bourbon snob, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I, I, mean, I'd like to say my favorites like some Pappy, but mm. only if I'm a, with the right people do I get something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or, or paying for it. Right, right. So I would just take, uh, you know, a, a basic bourbon with an ice cube. One ice cube.
0: Awesome. Norton, what's your preference these days? You're a big bourbon guy. I, high and low. Give me the options. Uh,
1: well, I like Parker Heritage, uh, for high, if you can get it, uh, and low, which is inexpensive, but it's harder to get these days, is Elmer T. Lee. I don't I, think I've I, had that. That's a really good one. You can find it in, here in town in Portland. And
0: what's, what's, what, would a, what would a fifth or whatever? Or if you can find it, it's
1: $25. You know, But I'll take a Handle of Wild Turkey 101 any day. <laughs> yeah, you know? I will too. Yeah. I'll,
2: have, I'll have that. Uh, yeah.
0: That's trouble. Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, fried chicken or pulled pork?
2: Uh, um, I know what the right answer is for me, but if I were alone and no one were judging me, it would probably be fried chicken.
1: <laughs> that's all right that's all right I, I have one uh waffle house or chick-fil-a oh ooh. god i waffle house for, okay.
2: for um that's for not just political for pl- reasons okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: you do enjoy a chick-fil-a sandwich yeah once if i long. were
2: alone and no one were judging me i might say chick-fil-a
0: <laughs> you should do a whole tv show of just that
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh oh this is a well i don't know I, I have opinions on this one lays or pringles
2: I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that. Yeah. Maybe I, Pringles. Really? I really, like yeah. the way they stack.
0: I love Pringles in the hotel mini bar. When oh, you get yeah. home late, and right you're time. like, I'm just starving. <laughs> I've had 15 times. I'm just like, and like, ooh, the mini cans of Pringles. And you're like, and then you wake up the next morning and there's an right. like empty can by the bedside <laughs> table and you're like, oh, yeah, that happened. So, all right. Final question. As a Southern gal, I think I know this answer, but maybe not. Butter or olive oil? Butter, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 correct answer. How about
2: butter, bacon fat, or oh, uh, there you go.
0: Go. lard? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm Adam Rapport. That's Andrew Knowlton, and that was our special guest, Vivian Howard. Thanks for stopping by.
2: Thank you.
1: This podcast is brought to you by executive producer Bell Cushing and project manager Carrie Polis, with editing by Mitra Kaboli. The theme music is by Valerie and the Greedies. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I went down to Chicago I didn't know where else to go I was paid to shoot a man I just shot him and then I ran I didn't even get the money I owed I turned around and took to the road I've been wandering to where they're from and made my way to Chicago. I see the fire of the barrel, and bullet fly like an arrow. I see the trouble in the man's eyes. I see his soul take to the skies.